There. Episode 88. 89. 89. I just haven't released 88 yet. <laughs> yeah, 88. It's a good number for me. I like 88. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Celtic related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The year that the club was founded. Yeah. Do you have a lucky number? Um, thirteen for some reason. Yeah. Things happen on like the thirteenth day a lot of the time, like significant events yeah. and stuff like that. But because I've never really thought about it, I've always been someone that's like a bit. I mean, well, I am a little bit cynical, but like I've you know a bit cynical towards things like oh superstition and all that type of stuff. But as like I've kind of been exposed to more different ways of thinking, I'm I am starting to kind of come to a bit more of a balance of where I don't like believe a lot of like the internet guru stuff of like you know garlic cures flu and all that kind of shit that you get sent in email newsletters and that. But yeah, like I do believe that stuff like um, you know, like I mentioned in a, an episode that I haven't released yet about this whole tarot card experience that I had that was very accurate and. Some other things. So I'm I'm willing to have my mind changed, but a lot of the time I would just say it's like a coincidence. But for some reason thirteen's been like a common That's that's strange. Like I I avoid the number thirteen. Like and it always goes back to football manager, but like when I see when I pick my squad numbers, I don't have a I don't pick a thirteen. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, so is there like anything negative that's no. happened? No, so it's just <laughs> no, a superstition yeah, that you have. I don't, and, There's no evidence to I even support it. I have absolutely no basis on that. Like, And it's the same as like, obviously like seven's my lucky number. I was born on the seventh. Um, and we talked about in the Dominic episode, I grew up with Henrik Larson, who was number seven. So that is my, um, and then nine's my other one because I was born in the ninth month. Um, my youngest bar- son's born in the ninth. Um, but yeah, 13, I don't know why I avoid that. And that's... I've I've never really questioned that. I maybe should, because there's no there's no basis. There's no like rational kind of reason no. behind it. No, I don't know. That's strange. It's crazy because because the like as people have seen from the previous episode and what have you, the studio is a bit more um, acoustically set. Two point oh. Yeah, like <laughs> it's weird because as a result, we are talking a bit quieter. I think. Uh, maybe it's uh, just because there's not as much echo. But I think it, it's just because there's not as much acoustic going on. Yeah. It, feel, it feels like they're speaking quieter. It feels like we're speaking more professionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for the northeast corner, sounds really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. God, have we went vain. But, yeah, um, yeah. Let's dress in suits next time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, do you know what? It wouldn't be an episode with me and you if we didn't have to deal with a table of some sort, right? So yeah, we've just yeah. made up another one. I'm, I'm highly um, impressed with this one, though. This yeah, this is... one, this one, it was pretty simple to do as well, yeah, so, yeah. as was the one that we just did, admittedly. Uh, rest in peace, the... Oh, God. I'd love to know how many episodes that table done, because that's... Well, it, to the, final, fair, it, the final iteration done about one. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> After I know. it took me, like, three months to yeah, build it. <laughs> I do apologise. We appreciate your help. But, um... Uh, that is, this is a thing that, right, people, people, we're going to have to get used to this, right, because this happened, and I suppose when the blinds go on, it won't be as bad, but me and Jamie were doing an episode, and the first time using this, people went by, and we yeah. instantly looked, because usually yeah. it's been like a door that's been totally blacked out, where there's yeah. like, like windows and stuff like that, so that, like, I'm just hoping that the blinds will be up, we need the blinds on before we get a guest, because if we, if someone's like saying something about what they do, and we're just both like, yeah. the fuck's going on out there? Yeah. That's not good, but anyway. Um, I think also, like... <laughs> I, I, we need to, from doing a bit of podcast listening recently, I think 
on the northeast corner. Even though we do a video format, you'd be surprised at people that probably just still listen to, to the us. audio. Yeah, totally. So I. I think sometimes we need to do more of a visual representation, like describe what we're where. Mm-hmm. So, describe the podcast room right now, Ryan. Okay, so beforehand, yeah. I'll give you a, a before and after version of this. It was literally just an empty room, right? Yeah. Pretty much, there was like some shit laying about. When we first started, there was like we were on the opposite side of the room, right? Like because we had the couch and we had the the two separate yeah. seats and whatnot. And the table, which was a bar, uh, it's been it's been many things. It's shape shifted into a hell of a lot of different <laughs> tools, with a load of rubbish behind it, really. Yeah. So it kind of looked a bit more. Everyone would come and like, oh, this looks really nice, and I'm like, yeah, but not if you look back there. <laughs> 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 Whereas now we're for the last year and a bit, I suppose, we've been up the top end where all the shite, quote unquote, yeah. was. Um, and you know, there's usually been like an entrance way to my house in the background it was just plain white walls and we had a a makeshift table we'd the bar was then a table and then the table became another table and we even had your dining table in here for a little bit like god this is literally i swear to god i've said this so many times but this is literally the last version of anything to do with tables i'm sick of it unless it's getting unless you would go massive upgrade we hit rogan levels yeah yeah like the five thousand dollar table yeah i feel like if i got to that point though it would probably be like time to actually move the studio to like a actual premises right yeah. not like this isn't an actual premises but you know what i mean like an actual somewhere office seagulls office but yeah <laughs> hey, that's been pretty good this year but that's a story for another day um so yeah the the walls are now and the roof the roof as well is covered in foam panels um we will have a we have a space next to us which will be filled with the the actual studios logo um behind like a wooden background which <laughs> is part of the old table because we like to keep things authentic and sentimental here and we have curtains behind us on either side to make it symmetrical so that is um the audio description for people that are listening on apple and amazon and pocket cat all the other ones that i don't really know where we're getting yeah. portray- this might be a reason why we've got like listeners in bangladesh and that do you know what i mean because we're yeah. not we're not just on the mainstream ones like I, anchor keeps sending me stuff about um radio public and i'm like i've never heard about that in my life so god knows like where that's broadcast to and that but i suppose that's the beauty of podcasting in a way a little bit right it's just kind of just get yourself out there yeah you you you've you'll get audiences and you you wonder like can they understand us you know can you understand us right now if you can there's a little thing at the bottom of uh spotify um, like, what do you think of the episode and that? Yeah. You know, if, if there's people listening from out there, let us know where you're listening from because I'm I majorly interested in that. Like, and, and and how did you come across us? Because, like, it just blows my... Sorry to use my... Like, sorry for lounging. It blows my fucking mind when you think there's somebody in Cambodia listening to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, why? Even they have a problem with Douglas <laughs> Ross. Yeah, everyone's got a problem. Yeah. Um, We're avoiding heard, politics for now, if, though. We've have you heard the guy on MFR uh, doing his Douglas Ross impressions? Fucking no. hilarious, man. Oh, Jesus. I, I, like, if I wasn't driving home at the time, it's always on Is the this a guy from phone. Murray? Uh, yeah. We're uh, going to have well, to... He's from Inverness, I think. He's a oh. radio DJ. Oh, right. So um, he's not just, like, a member of the public. It's... The guy Gary Spence and the other guy, and one of them does a Douglas Ross impression. It's pretty spot on. Could like. could we reach out and get him to come on as Douglas Ross? 
And then that thumbnail that I made of you versus Douglas Ross, and it's not clickbait anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you like walking into Atomic Kitten theme tune, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> they've cancelled it, uh, McMurray. Have they? Uh, they're not doing it anymore. What? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was such a big success. Uh, no, the, the sorry, the festival is Atomic yeah. Kitten have cancelled. Oh right, yeah. Okay. I was about to, I was <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um. Aye, we'll avoid politics for now. I'm sure you've heard us talk yeah. about it, and, and we always just end up getting triggered. So yeah. I'm sure we will. When we're having a bad day, we'll return to it and we'll vent then. But um, it's been a little bit of time since it's been me and you in the studio, isn't it? It's, it's been a bit on and off this year, yeah. it? just with different kind of... If we're excluding Zoom, you're probably talking close on a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um... Well... Because we did, we, we did quite a few in here, guest wise, right? Because we went on a bit of a roll. I, I remember one we done where it was just me and you in two chairs. There was no table. In January, yeah, that was yeah, that yeah, that was in the <laughs> table gate scenario. <laughs> um, but uh, this, I don't know what it is. It just it feels a bit more relaxed, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it feels a bit more. It's a, it's a bit of a cliche thing to say, but it feels a bit more intimate, doesn't it? Like, it's, see, when we had the table before, yeah. and I said this to Jamie when um, I was speaking to him uh, when we did an episode last week, I was like, this table here, like, I noticed a difference of speaking. It, I mean, we're not too much closer, but, like, the other one, it felt like you were on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, uh, didn't yeah, it? And, so, and, and, like, I don't know, I, I've not met Jamie personally, but... I can imagine it's a lot easier for him in here. 100%, yeah. There was not much space on <laughs> no. either side, yeah. And there was no leg room. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. That, that, well, that first table had, like, the bar across it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was it was a good table, but after 15 minutes, your legs were just, like, numb or you were, I was, like, stretching through playing footsie with you. Or, <laughs> you know, I was, like, stretched out this way. But, no, this is this is good. This is the the, the studio from... I'm going to say about episode, like the early musician episodes to now is is, is a different world. Yeah. Yeah. It is a different level. And, you know, this is not just a Northeast Corner thing. This is like Murray's podcast studio. Yeah. Which is, I I cringe at myself for saying that, but that's what it is, right? This is going to be the... You are the frontier, man. I am, well, (sighs) soon to be, as we're opening soon, a self-employed podcast producer and um, there'll be other things as well like if someone wants to do an audio book or something like that mm-hmm. you know we've got the capacity to to do things of that you're, nature you're as you're well you're also pretty much halfway to being a recording studio as well mm-hmm. pretty you know, much um it would take a bit of logistics if somebody wanted to come and do down and do an album or something but it, it's possible it's possible yeah yeah there's 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 so many it's not just like oh i need somebody who has a podcast idea it's like you know, mm-hmm. somebody wants to come do a free speech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, today with RFK Jr. Yeah, we're not getting into politics. <laughs> we're not getting into politics. We already said that today. Um, so what are we getting into today? Right. Um, well, we're not, we're not BBC News, so we don't have an agenda. No, no. So, but I, I would like to uh, just shortly, I'll, I'll give you a funny story. I had, after we spoke, I think it was Team of the Season we done. Uh-huh. Um, I spoke a little bit about my boys league team yeah. and I just shared that into my parents group and I was just like I just mentioned a few of the kids so just thought you'd oh right just to get permit yeah mm. so for like two weeks afterwards I had kids coming up to me what are you going to mention me on the podcast and I'm like <laughs> yeah I can do I suppose and then just questions and then 
one of the kids um, banged in a goal from like 20 yards, walked up to me and was like, you need to mention that on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even celebrate with yeah, his teammates. Yeah. I just walked straight up to me. Stone-faced, it was like... <laughs> That's good on your podcast. So yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll mention them all a little bit. I'm going to do their initials. So okay. uh, um, I'll just give them all a little 30 seconds of fame. And, um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, I think we need to talk talk about uh, your football team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, they've just had a silly transfer, I, I, I reckon. It's what, a, the Mason Mount one? Wasted money, is it not? I don't know. Uh, as, as long as it's what the manager wants. And he seemed like he was like his priority target. I mean, we're literally, if you want to say that's a bad one, they're certainly about to do a good one in a second, considering David De Gea has now left yeah. and Andre Onana is now going to be the new keeper. Yeah. So even if it is... 300 grand a week to hear was on. Uh-huh. That was like the reduced salary as well. That's it was 375. Absolutely. And then you, like that whole FA Cup final was like, that's just as important as getting like a striker, right? Because yeah. we're not going to do anything with him no. in goal. Do you know what I no. mean? So, but um, also, well, speaking of the podcast studio, you have an announcement. You have an announcement of what, yeah. what you're going to be yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm going to be doing my own podcast through your podcast studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be doing a football-based podcast. Um, I've been thinking about it for a couple of months. I've got a couple of mates to start with who are going to come on the podcast, and then I'm going to kind of branch out a little bit further. I think I can... The, the basis of the podcast is basically for somebody to bring on like a bit of a, like a replica shirt or a replica ticket stub or... Just a bit of memorabilia, something they've got signed, something that means a lot to them, and we speak about that thing, and then maybe speak about the team at that time. Or um, I'm, I'm hoping, like one of my mates is talking about bringing on Bucky Thistle stuff, and I'm like, I don't know about the team at the time, yeah. so well, help me out here, like you know. But um, and then yeah, I'm just gonna see how it goes. I I can never chat enough football, so mm-hmm. that that's that's what it is, and like there's a few guys at work and a few of my mates that like, like I've got to find myself, put myself back to work. Cause we'll just stand there and chat about it all day. Yeah. So what better to do it on a podcast? Absolutely. Um, and I think once you kind of get the, into the habit of doing things like this, you then, you just grow in confidence from it. Right. Yeah. And then from some, cause the way that like you came on is we were having Kev on and you'd kind of like been the middleman and like put in a good word when like I'd reached out to Kev and that. And then it was like, you found to coming on. You're like, all right, okay. As long as you don't get me to start. And then it just kind of grew. Yeah. Armed. But that's how this whole I thing. I was nervous started. as hell with that first episode. Yeah. Man. I, I think really, I really like, I, it wasn't like, cause I, I know you and I know Kev. Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing to me before I started, it was like, I used to listen back to like myself speaking on like a video recording or something and hated it. Like, mm. it's not that I didn't like the sound of my, my own voice because I, I I don't think anyone likes the sound of their own voice when they hear it in, in that sense. It's just like, it's it's out there to the open world, you know? So like, you've got, I'm not saying that I'd be wary because I, I, I still speak the truth and I still kind of speak from my own opinions. I don't form opinions based on what I think others should want me to think. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, but I've still got to be careful of what I say on here. Um, like there's something I could say on here in 10 years time because society changes massively, yeah. it might be deemed massively offensive, you know, and I could get, 
shut down. <laughs> I could get Rogan to like Skepta starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, um, boom, boom, boom. But yeah, no, I think um this is the format of the future for certainly the near future anyway. And it like it's it's just such a versatile medium or media sorry um everyone's doing it yeah like and there's so many ways to consume it right people Mm -hmm. can listen to it through the car radio people on the phone on the tv it's everywhere right and it's just a very um versatile so i mean it could be a specific topic it could just be like you and your friends have good banter it could you know whatever it may be to promote a business or so many ways you can go with it Mm -hmm. right and the only reason that like this and it's weird how life comes at you so fast because the only reason that this started is because me and Paul were talking about it and then during the pandemic because there was nothing going on, it was like, well, now might be a good time to do it. And I was like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it somewhat properly. Mm-hmm. And then that's just kind of fed into it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's worked though, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you've not... Some people, I think it was Dominic we spoke to recently, who was on about like a lot of people, um, the amount of podcasts you realise and it's just like five or six. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, I was listening to your ADHD one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were on about how a lot of people lose interest after five or six. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because there's a lot of good podcasts I've found on Spotify and things that are like, I've listened to the first couple of and this is great. And then it just stops dead yeah. and I'm pissed, you know? So I, I think, but I also think like, if you're if you're doing a podcast to reach the masses, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, I think it got it's got to be something you're interested in, something you you're knowledgeable in, and something that you're just as happy to listen back to yourself as you are anyone else to listen. Yeah, and I I I, I don't. I don't agree with like maybe it's different for actors and things who get paid millions of pounds, but like I, I listen back to us like I I like to think that like. If I deem it okay, even though it was me saying it and I should remember what I'm saying, then, like, I, I've got pretty decent standards, is what I'm trying to say. So I'm, if I listen back to it and think, all right, I came across okay, then I'm happy for it to be out there. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Whereas, and not that I ever have, but if I listen back to something, I thought, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I'd probably message you and be like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Mm. Keep it in, but I should have said it. I'll learn from that in, in yeah. the future, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it surprised me how many people have got podcasts. Every fucking celebrity's got a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Because we kind of thought, <laughs> we're a bit of a trailblazer here. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah. no. We're like, we're not even like European football. Yeah, we're not even number one in money. <laughs> but uh, that kind of fed into my thought of going into something like this because there is nothing like this in the entirety of the north of Scotland. No. There's nothing. No, there's no. literally, like, there's music studios, there's things like that, but in terms of specifically, I mean, obviously we'll be versatile and do different things as we go along, but there is nothing like this. There is no service like this, Aberdeen and Inverness included yeah. in that. I think the nearest one, like, they have a few of them down in Edinburgh and Glasgow, like, big industrial cities. But like you said, it's not just um, specific to those areas that these things are happening now, as we've huh. seen ourselves and had people on that do... Um, you know this this type of I hate the word but content um call it media media yeah but uh like you know you mentioned um laura and don who i spoke to yeah. a few weeks back that was really good i really like, enjoyed that i think their first episode got a million downloads <laughs> Crazy. a million downloads they're just in aberdeen <laughs> uh, like you know what i mean like uh, and they've just done like a whole fucking live tour yeah. in front of like sometimes 
hundreds of people. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's wild how how things can just come at you. It does, know? yeah, it's crazy man. But um, you be it's it's crazy the amount of podcasts that do tours as well. Because mm-hmm. like under the cost done a tour quick, like Kevin done a tour. It's like when they're big enough. When's the tour coming? Oh god, that would <laughs> that would be the one that would end this whole thing. Not just because we'd say anything bad, but think about. I think there's a nerve with being on camera, right? That's yeah. the thing that is the first nervous. It could be who you're ever with or whatever. It doesn't matter, right? It could be you and a family member. If there's a camera there, you act differently, and it's just mm-hmm. because it's it's foreign in it a lot of the time. Um, but then there's a, you build a tolerance level to that, mm-hmm. and then it's okay. But I think in front of like live audience, I think that would be another hurdle. Yeah. I like where are we do it live. You know what I mean? Lost the steamboat. <laughs> Just getting bottles thrown yeah. at us halfway through it. I can't, this place has got probably more room than the steamboat. You know what I mean? Shout out to the steamboat though. I don't ever ah, quality public. Yeah, quality pub. Yeah, you know, ever fancy throwing in a wee sponsor? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing as well. Like um, any businesses that listen to us, if you want, you want a plug, give us a shout. Yeah, sponsors. Um, we, we've we've always talked about wanting to get on a fight poster of Aiden's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the surreal moment when you see that would be, the yeah. northeast corner if I, if I go on UFC fight pass and see anything that has been remotely linked to us <laughs> on the UFC brand I don't know what I would do I'd, I'd probably just life would be complete wouldn't it yeah, yeah. because I've just lived my dreams through someone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm a part of that <laughs> yeah. I'm like one of those guys in the pubs who's like oh it's an old drinking buddy of his <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some things yeah, hey. But, um, so how have you been anyway? Because we've not actually had a catch up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it was my birthday last week. <coughs> um, so went out for Over I don't, the hill in your twenties now. Getting closer to thirty, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit scary. I was twenty two minutes ago, so that can be a bit like whoa, you know, like especially when you hit. I would say twenty five. Life definitely seems to the Sky Plus remote goes up a speed set. Do, do, do you think um, the years get quicker as you get older? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Crazy, One, yeah. like. Last year, I remember when we had Fraser on before we had the cameras, it was like, it's wild how year, uh, quick this year's went. And I was like, I know, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't even remember. Like, we're half of the way through 2023, mm-hmm. and I can't remember, like, most of it. Like, New Year happened, like, 10 minutes ago to me. Mm-hmm. But um, So I went out for a few beverages with a few friends, including people that have, have been on the show and are a part of the show as well. Um, I've, I've got an interesting one for you because um, I wouldn't say there was, there was a bit of drama. Not between like the friends group or anything. But I think it's an interesting story to bring up because I think we've all, people that have went out to the pub and whatever, have all met a person like this, right? So um, went up to Silver Sands Complex, right? Because Paul and um, a bunch of people I know work there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a nice- Paul a chef? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Aye. Hence why he's the funniest chef in all the land. Yep. Um, he is funny, like- uh, Aye, so they'd set up a- well, they set up, but we had arranged to go there for a few beers and whatever. There's a really nice, like, bar area and that up there. Uh, so went up and, you know, <laughs> you know what? They were going to put a birthday banner for me. I'm someone that doesn't like making much about my birthday. Like, it really is just another day to me a lot of the time. Like, it's a bit sentimental, like, shit. Like, that's another year past, and then you kind of think about what have I done and whatever that year. Um one of them said happy 40th birthday and I was like I know my hairline's bad but come on to fuck let's calm down here man 
But because um, we're like, do you want these? Uh, Paul was like, for, uh, I think he texted me. He was like, we've got birthday banners. One of them's pink and one of them says forty. And I was like, I'll pass on both. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> like, uh, but as we got in, right, so there was a group of about maybe six, seven of us. Um, some guy was like steaming, like you know, it's a pub. Like this is usually something that you kind of walk into. And because Paul had been working earlier that day or maybe the day before, but he, he was obviously a resident at the, uh, you know, holiday park. Um, and like Paul was speaking to him. So I was like, all right, I'll just let him do his thing. And then this guy was like, whose birthday is it? I was like, oh Christ. Um, and I was like, it's mine. He was like, I'm going to buy you a drink. And I'm like, why? Like, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I appreciate the sentiment, but I yeah. don't know you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you like, so anyway, after a bit of back and forth, I just like, okay, right. I don't, I, I'm, I'm someone that likes a beer. I don't really like alcohol. Like I've been through the whole vodka and, um, gin and fucking sour, any kind of nightclub kind of ish drinks, I would call them. And I don't like them. Right. But I've been through that stage of where you just go out and get wrecked and whatever. And it's part of, in a good or a bad way, part of Western society, I would guess yeah. say, um, so I think he like he bought like a sambuca or something. I was like, all right, okay. Went through it. I was like, okay, glad to get that out of the way, right? Now, what I mean by the, the type of person is this person then ended up deciding that he could sit at the table that we were going to sit at. Now, do you know what I mean by this? People that you like meet yeah. and someone like kind of knows them or they've met them before yeah. and they're not with anyone, right? Although he was with someone, but it was like his 11-year-old son. I know, bananas, right? But we'll continue as we go along because it's not... Anyway, right. Um, so he then, like, him and his 11-year-old son who was, like, munching a pizza as we were all, like, sitting at a table for my birthday with pints. Um, like, he just kind of thought, oh, well, like, I'll just hang out with you guys. Which I, I, I don't have a problem with a lot of people, but people that have the audacity to do shit like that or, um, I don't know, like, refuse to leave your house if you ask them to or speak back to you in your own house, like... That is somewhere where I do draw the line and I just lose my shit. Like if someone, yeah, fucking right. Um, so I, I didn't personally lose my shit at that point because I'm trying to enjoy my birthday. I was just like, whatever. It was a big table, so it wasn't exactly close or whatever. But as I was going up for another beer, he was there as well. So he got to speaking to me and that, and he was telling me a bit about himself. And at this point, he was actually being okay. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but then he was like saying stuff like, uh. Like the oh, I was I've been asking the whole day whose birthday it is because they've been like hinting at it, and I was like, one, how does like half of this place know it's my birthday? Like I'm literally just wanted to come out with a few friends for a few beers. Like, why is this mainstream news? Um, and he was like, we can't tell you, but all we can tell you is that he's 27. I was like, I'll find an invite, and I was kind of thinking, well, you didn't really find an invite. You just kind of invited yourself, sir. Anyway, so like he was like, oh, I'm just out with my son. I was like, well, obviously, um. And my missus is back at the, don't know if it was in a pod or caravan or whatever they were staying in. Um, so this dude's like in his late 30s, right? Aye. I think he said he was 37 or something. So as like the night goes on, like because I've had a few beers now, I don't really care. Like I'm not bothered. But um, so Paul, Paul's missus and his stepdaughter are there, right? So I, who I've known for ages and that. Anyway, so we're all like quite close. Now, without like naming like the other people involved in that, because obviously I'm always I'm I try to take courtesy of well what you were saying with the the uh, 
boys that you manage and that, that yeah. maybe someone doesn't want their name mentioned on something that's on the internet, do you know what I mean, without yeah, their permission. Exactly. So um, uh, Paul's stepdaughter, as we'll refer to her, is I think she's 19, maybe 20 soon, right? And um, we're sitting having a drink and uh, one of my mates, Scott, came up to me and was like, um, he's just made a comment about her. Not like, a comment isn't like a, I guess a creepy way. Yeah. I guess you would say it, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, right, okay. I was like, didn't really think anything of it at the time. Just thought, fuck knows if it's not like anything forward, then it's a bit weird, but like, no. Anyway, later that night, I'm like, so I'm just imagine me sitting at this table. I'm here. He's engaging in po- with Paul in a conversation and it, like the music's blading, right? So I'm not hearing a lot of what's going on now. But I was hearing like snippets and then like I turned around and Paul like, like dragged his head down and was like speaking quite aggressively to him. But I just thought like Paul's, Paul's drunk and sometimes he gets a bit kind of flaily with the arms and that. So I was like, probably nothing. But next thing I know, like everything just explodes, right? Paul's missus is up. Half of the Silver Sands people that also uh, worked at the table are up. Um, my mates are up. He's up. I'm up. And uh, apparently he had like made a comment directly to uh, the person that I just referenced. Yeah. Which is like, you know, you're 37. Not you, but I'm referring to the guy. Yeah. 37. Apparently you've got a missus at home. You're with your like a 10, 11 year old son. Yeah. Trying to like hit onto a 19 year old girl. It's you know what man. I mean? So he got rushed out the pub very swiftly and he like it was weird because he kind of lacked the whole kind of self-awareness he was of the situation of like oh you guys were being all like sound in that <laughs> I was like that's kind of what happens though right yeah, like when think. shit like that happens but moral of the story is I can't stand people that are just like just out to get steaming and then like have in a way maybe I kind of envy that kind of confidence just to be like oh I'm going to sit with these people of course yeah. like no one would have a problem just with me doing attach themselves like, yeah, yeah. Hangers on, I guess you would. Fucking buy themselves in their drink and they're like, Aye. yep, that's me in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so. Aye. Bit of drama on the old Christmas Eve. Fuck's sakes. Losses are quiet places. Right? Yeah. It was funny though, because like, see, like as five of us were marching him to the door, the bouncer came over and instead of being like, what's going on here, continue to help us march him out the door. <laughs> <laughs> kinda, oh, quality. It kind of reminds me a little bit of an incident. Um, uh, in the muckle about I think it's like 10 to 15 years ago and there was a bouncer on the door in the muckle and the fucking there was somebody getting shoved outside there was a guy on the door and the fucking the guy getting shoved out like bars into this guy mm-hmm. guy obviously took offence and like just trying to crack the guy Jeez. put him on his arse and the bouncer was just like cheers mate yeah. <laughs> walked back in and I was like alright okay Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah I don't like public drinking a lot of the nah. time. I really feel uncomfortable with I've it. I've got a week of public drinking coming up in Benidorm. Yeah, should have went on holiday. Yeah, yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm I'm, I'm actually, like, excited. Mm. <laughs> so it's the first time that you and your missus have... Uh, Ever been away together. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Ten-year anniversary as well of being together Ten this year? Ten-year anniversary. Uh, Carrie turned 30 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be her our five-year engagement anniversary mm-hmm. while we're out there. Awesome. So just like a whole heap of stuff coming, and we're kind of, kind of gutted as well because um, my best mate is getting married that week. We're oh, away. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, but I guess it just like you'd been booked it in advance. And booked stuff, it. Yeah. We booked it at Christmas time, and 
we knew he was getting, well, I don't know if we knew he was getting married at that point, but we didn't know exact dates. He's getting yeah. married at Belladrome. And I could have went, but I just, it would have been so... Yeah, because you usually go every year, don't you? Yeah. yeah um, I haven't been for the last few, just because we've had Aaron and things like that. I've mm. just been concentrating on different things in life. But, um, yeah, he's getting married this year, and I would have done anything to go, but just, I'm going on holiday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be here. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's strange. We're going, we're going to Benidorm, but... Like I've joined a few like groups on Facebook and things like that. It's the most British place in the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like next to Spain or that, is it? It's in Spain. It's in Spain. Yeah, yeah. four and a half hours from Barcelona, so it's it's well by train. So, um, looking forward to it. We're going to see some weird things over oh, right, there. Okay. Um, I, I don't really want to mention them on here because there's some fucked up things. But right, if, okay. Um, I'll just if anyone wants to know, um. Google Princess Leia and Darth Vader Benidorm Red Lion Pub. That's all I'm going to say. It'll probably take you out some dodgy websites. <laughs> Don't anyone clip that and put it on TikTok and make us look bad. <laughs> but, um, and also, if anyone is a f a familiar with who Sticky Vicky is, Oh god! Uh, so it is kind of like whole red light district kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it's one of them places. But we're staying in the old town, which is like it's a wee bit away from this stuff. But we're going to kind of do the best of both worlds because we're both over thirty. So I still want to go and have a night out and go nightclub yeah. and stuff like that. But I also want to go and have a day looking at like interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a bit a bit of both. Like, and Carrie's the same as me. She she's not like massive party animal. Mm -hmm but also does like to do a bit of drinking as well. Yeah. So, yeah. A moderate, as you was. Exactly, yeah. man. Exactly. But uh, being away for Aaron for a week, man, it's going to be his first time we've done more than two days away from him. Your mum taking him for a bit? Carrie's mum and my mum are splitting it. Like, Aye, so, Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting, but we're just trying not to. He thinks we're away to work for a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, Probably like, wait, you should yeah. go to Spain and I'm not getting to go. Yeah, he thinks for a way to work. We're not allowed to mention any planes or anything like okay, that. It's, yeah. just, it's just easier. It's just, just easier. But Yeah, um, the dad's just got to get on this plane to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he needs to carve out it in Spain. Like. Yeah. And if anyone shows you pictures of me in a sombrero in a nice hot country, it's just work. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm away in three weeks. Three weeks today I'll be there. Mm -hmm. um, two weeks today I'm on holiday. And not had holiday since the start of April. I've also had like since April I've had a full boys league season to get yeah. out of the way. I've had so much on in that time, summertime. Um yeah, I'm just needing a break. And obviously I had a like a quite a stressful year last year and things like that. So just to not think about home life and this it sounds stupid, but like the fucking smell of Elgin. <laughs> Do you know? Where El dreams come to die. <laughs> yeah, Elgin doesn't have a smell, but like, to just wake up and be like, this is different. Yeah. You know, just mm -hmm. for a week. Is a bit of respite, a bit of change of scenery and stuff like that. Like, yep. obviously, like, when we say respite and that from being a parent, that is obviously you love your son and that. It's not like, oh, I can't be doing with this anymore. Yeah. It's just more like, you know, parents deserve a break sometimes. It's obviously a exactly. hard task bringing up a, a child. Obviously, anyone, I wouldn't know, but anyone that's got a three year old would kill to be in my position right mm. now. And uh, everyone, everyone says to me, oh, you're going on holiday? I'm like, yeah. And like, 
oh, how's, is the bearing looking forward to this holiday? I'm like, no, it's just two months. And they're like, how the fuck you have, monster. You, ma- how have you managed that? How, how have you got away with that one? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, oh. no, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, I've, I've been stuck in this little gray area for the last couple of weeks since my boys league finished and my holiday starts. Mm. I've, I've just been kind of bored. I've been working out, obviously, to kind of get my self looking better for my holiday uh, more material <laughs> yeah i've yeah. been doing a little bit of working out and things like that um but yeah i'm i find myself quite bored just yeah. now um i suppose it's we're creatures of routine aren't we so yeah. if we're busy a lot we kind of crave that when it changes you know something yep. then you know vacates something that we're doing right yeah um and it's the same as like you you want to do different things in the summer or the winter like, of course yeah i I quite like the idea of staying in and watching a film in, in the winter, but summer I'm like sitting there at seven, eight o'clock at night. It's quite light outside as it is just now. And I'm like, I should be doing something, mm-hmm. you know, I should be out in the garden doing something or, and then by the time I actually get up to go and do something, it's like nine, ten o'clock and it's starting to get dark. Yeah. So at least I'm not in the pub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True That's, here where there's a lot of people that just are. Yeah. Um, but, uh, have you ever been to like a, a mate's wedding before and that, like someone that you're like really close with, um, I wouldn't say really close. I'll say I've only been to one of my mates' weddings, and it was like my, one of my best mates from school. Aye, so it's someone you knew from. That's weird. Yeah, it's a weird feeling in it. A little bit strange. Yeah, yeah, a little bit strange. Because I was a groomsman last month for someone that I've known since like nursery. Yeah, and that was like whoa. Like yeah. we're adults at this yeah, moment. It's, it's, well, he is. It's, <laughs> well, it's, I'm still a hooligan, but. I, I'll, I'll mention his name here because he, he won't mind at all. Barry, um, he was one of my good mates in school and he was like the first one out of all of us to get married. Mm-hmm. But when you look back at school, he would have been the last one you thought yeah. was getting married. Like, there's like, there's no way he's getting married. He's got a uh, kid, um, Lenny now, and things like that. And uh, he's doing smashing. Like, um, he does a lot of like hill walking and things. Like, if you looked at him 10 years ago, he was just a party animal he's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. i see i think i've seen a meme recently and it's like why did jakey's just decide to bend a drink one day and just start Go going, hiking, ah, hiking. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so weird because it? it goes from like one extreme yeah. and next thing you know you're getting all these spirituality quotes thrown at you on social media it's like what happened to you but um yeah it is it's strange mm. right like and you know what's you know what's mad right so i went for this kilt fitting like the day after that i finished like college Aye. it was like a few months ago right and um, because of like I've been working out, not because of like I wanted to look better for the wedding or anything. I just I just started picking it up again. You know what I mean? I'd lost like a a stone from yeah. like the kit, kilt fitting to the actual oh, day. Jesus. So like it, it, it was quite funny actually because we were met up at the like groom party uh, at his his parents' house, and um, when uh, one of his cousins who I'm also friends with walked in, were like. That looks too big for you, Ryan and Scott. That looks like too small for you. Go upstairs and change kills. I'm like, I'm, it took me three hours to put this bastard thing on. I'm not going up to no one's bathroom. To fucking, you know what I mean? So I just dealt with it, but I got so drunk at that. And you know what? I'm not really a big drinker, and I maintain thoroughly that the reason that I got so drunk, because I snapped my key in the door when I got home later, and I'd like basically lock myself in my fucking house in this fucking kilt in the dead of night. Um... Thank you for my younger brother for letting me in eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, But it was, have you ever heard of the fresh air sniper? 
yes, yes. Like if you're out yeah. and you're outside and like the freshers like too much and it just makes because we're outside like the whole fucking day because it was like an outside ceremony and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because I did start drinking at nine o'clock in the morning. That probably didn't help. Looking back on it, but it wasn't like I was like going for it constantly. Like I had two beers before I left and four CBD gummies to handle the anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So who knows, that maybe played a role. These are, you know, it's a balanced approach, you know, like get rid of the anxiety, have a good time. And then the fresh air. Bottle just of vodka, was, smoke a crack before no, I go. Well, no, Fuck no, it, that'll def- do me. Definitely not. But, um, <laughs> you know, we were like, we were drinking whiskey and that. It's obviously Scottish tradition and stuff like that. That kind of stuff goes down. But I maintained because I was going outside for like a vape or maybe a cigarette. I maybe done a bad that day and went back to smoking for a little bit. Um, As you do. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, because I was outside so often, like, by like eight or nine o'clock and I didn't get home until like 12. So I had like three hours of just drinking water and like kind of being zombified because it was like, I can't walk at this point. Mm. I remember I had, see the next day. I hate drinking because the next day you remember clips of yourself yeah. of something that you're doing. Like with me, it's not anything mental, but like, I was just like, Oh, that's so embarrassing, man. And I just have this vague memory. I think I was talking because you meet random people, don't you? Like, Having oh, yeah. a, a fag or a vape or whatever, <laughs> and then um, we're talking about um, we're talking about UFC or something, right? And I think this was quite close to after Adesanya just absolutely marked uh, Alex Pereira, or it might have been before. I can't remember. It was one of the two. The fight was looming or had just happened, and we were talking about the one that they had in November. You know, where like Izzy was winning and then Pereira like rallied at the end in that. Yeah. And we were debating the stoppage and that. And I just remember, you know how like Adesanya's down doing that? It was me next to a pillar, like trying to demonstrate. He's like, he's like this. He's like this. And I'm like, oh, what a fucking weapon I am, man, honestly. I hope that was a combat sports athlete. You were trying to do that too. No, 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 no. But it was me in a fucking kilt, mate. <laughs> oh, God. I need that sober life, man. Stop myself looking like a weapon all the time. Yeah, I went out for a few in Foggies a couple of weeks ago. Just, just a couple of workmates invited us. I just, I, uh, Adam was away at my mum's for the night, and I just didn't want to be stuck in the house. It was a nice night and things mm. like that. And see, a beer garden's got such a temptation on a fucking summer's night or a summer's day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like you you don't even have to be a drinker. No, you can, yeah, you can you can walk past the beer garden. You're like, that seems like a good. Crack. Yeah, it seems like a nice relaxed environment. Yeah. Mm. Any nice beer gardens, like you can proper nice ones, you can think of because like Foggies is all right. Is there not one in Forest? Um, the Mosset's got a really nice beer garden. Yeah, ups to uh, Melissa. Melissa, yeah, um, still going strong with her podcast. Is it six episodes now or something like that? Yeah, get us on Melissa. Some, yeah. I think somebody requested it. So did they uh, actually? Yeah, wow. yeah, for her Thursday Thursdays. Because mm-hmm. um, the last one she had on the because obviously I edit her uh uh podcast i think it was the people that help her do shift and six that's the Claire most recent Hester one yeah yeah. Like that. yeah um no i've been listening to our podcast as well um what we're talking about beer gardens beer gardens yeah, yeah. so i think the mossert tavern potentially yeah has one. yeah decent beer garden through there but as i say, I'm, I'm trying to get away from drinking yeah um i listen to 
Duncan Ferguson on a podcast the other day. I like Duncan Ferguson, um, even though he's a big Rangers guy. I, I just did he ever play for Rangers? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't think he like had like um, a long stint there or anything though, did he? No, um, he was done the United Rangers, then he went Everton, to Everton, obviously Newcastle as well for a little yep. bit, and then back to Everton. Mm. Um, most headed goals in Premier League history. Is that right? Yeah, Jeez. he was a big dude when he was about yeah. six four, six six three, I think six two, six three. Um, He's also like one of the highest red cards ever. Yeah, um, yeah. You can kind of gather that from him. And he got, he actually told a story about how he went to jail, how he headbutted a player on the pitch and the referee didn't really yellow card him for it. Mm. Nobody, 60,000 people watching it had no issue with it. SFA had no issue with it. But a judge somewhere knew he was on a warrant for an assault. Oh, right. Asked the police to investigate it and that's how he ended up in jail. Wow. Because I do know he was in jail because like Wayne Rooney was talking about he used to write him in jail and that because he was a mad yeah. Everton fan. Two guys broke into his house and he knocked fuck out of both of them in Liverpool. Jeez. And he tells a story, it's on Tony Bellew's podcast, he tells a story about how he um, basically woke up. Because Tony Bellew's podcast is about anger. Mm-hmm. It's like asking people when was the angriest they've ever been. Yeah. And I think it's quite a good question to ask. So I was trying to think myself. And I think it's a thing that people struggle to... Um, manage as well right because i think a lot of people just like oh you shouldn't be angry and it's like well no because it is an actual emotion and you are going it's to courses don't I yeah it, man. but it's just the amount of devastating consequences that have resulted from and, anger and tony bell used a big thing about he he believes anger is a good thing you yeah know? in specific cases yeah for yeah. sure like in terms of using it as motivation and stuff like that yeah but if you think about it like the combat athletes and like we, i guess we've kind of spoke to them the ones that we've had on about this is like the kind of your first instinct, if you didn't know anything about it, would be like, these are the dudes that are like, you don't want to like say anything slightly wrong around them because they do that. But in reality, they're the ones that are like the calmest and the most laid back people, yeah. right? Because they, they have an outlet for that energy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like, I think of someone like Aiden, you can go and rip the absolute balls out of him. <laughs> he's just, yeah, yeah. just going to piss himself laughing. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Like, there's not much people that are in that aggressive mode in that sport. But I think I sort of spoke a little bit about with Dougie and um, Brad. I think if you're raised in that environment, you're less likely to fight. You're less likely because you, you've been yeah. there. You've done it. You've done it all. Yeah. You, you know what it feels like to punch someone and be punched. Like it's not nice being punched. Like I I went to kickboxing. I went to jujitsu for four or five years, six years, something like that, on and off, never consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went to kickboxing for like a year. I don't like punch. I don't like punched in the face, man. Mm. Don't like it. Got I got clocked um, uh, with a glove, and it was like it wasn't even the the punch. It was the way the fucking glove twisted on my skin. Yeah, and it was like oh, no that, wonder how cuts happen and shit. God, yeah. man, that hurt. Like it didn't cut me, but I was very red, mm-hmm. very red for like weeks after. Like I mean, I I can't compare anything to that. But the only time that I can kind of similar compare to that is. Everyone's had a bit when they're younger of where they've had friends and they've had like boxing gloves. I was like, oh, let's yeah. do this. And I remember getting punched in the face. And you know, <laughs> you know, it was the weirdest feeling, but I knew like, whoa, like this is nowhere near anything that I would like, ever want to do. Is I felt my brain wobble in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how it feels attached to you like that? Yeah. I could feel something move in there, but my head was stagnant. And I was like, yeah, never again. No. I'm going to try and keep this protected, you know? Yeah. By diplomacy. <laughs> I, I, I can't even remember where we went on the tangent. I was on with Duncan Ferguson for I tell, I tell you who wouldn't be so happy to see Aiden, and that's the guy that he went on motorbike. 
no. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know that happened. No, no. no. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Duncan Ferguson. Uh, yeah, I can't even remember what I was speaking about. <laughs> just kind of you can just can only picture yeah, him on that fight now, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I suppose I'll... Um, cause I'm just going to mention my boys' lead team for 10 minutes. Yeah, which of course. Because... Um, I, I as I said at the start of the episode, I had a few of them coming up to me like, you're going to mention me, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll mention you. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I have to. So I'll just go through, like, the, only, the easiest way for me to do it is um, I can, I've got a list of their names through my player, player awards that I've done. Um, so I... Um, I know they're all going to be listening to this, so I'll just thank them all. Um, I thank them all for, um, at the end of the last game, we got beat our last game, we were 2-0 up. I went into the second half, I was like, boys, just enjoy your last 4-3, four, <laughs> four, we got beat. Uh, you, went, in, <laughs> you went with the Roberto Martinez approach. Yeah, boys, 25 minutes left, make it count, and yeah. <laughs> just threw it away. But yeah, who cares about that anyway? Um, so... The last ones that the ones I mentioned last time on my podcast was my striker. Um, he'll know who I'm speaking about. I don't need to know. Is it? I don't need. Is to this know. the person who you described as? How old are they? Like thirteen? He's like uh, no. He's he's. I think he's ten or eleven. Okay. I, I don't like to say. He's definitely not nine. The, mm. the age between nine and eleven. Uh, aye. I think he's ten. Okay, it's um, a, it, you said he's the 10-year-old version of Haaland. Is this yeah. your reference in here? Okay, yeah. yeah, and he, I don't know what record he was on about, but he spoke to me at the end of the last game and he's like, I beat Haaland's record this season. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I don't know if that means 50-odd or 30-odd yeah. or, or what, but kid's unbelievable. Just mm. great, great player. Um, quick, Gareth Bailed, players left, right and centre. Pretty sure he was a top scorer in the league this season. Um, I can't confirm that. But unbelievable player. Um, he's at a club. He's at. I think he's at Elgin, which is good news for us. Mm-hmm. Like, um, see, see, with like the Elgin Boys League, do they have like? Because I know back in the day they used to have stuff like this. But do, would they have like scouts from Aberdeen yes. and Ross County and that there? I've made that very apparent to all my boys that you need to be on top form every game because what happens, and I hear it time after time after time, is professional football players and they ask how did you get spotted and they're like oh well we're actually down watching this kid and I was playing that day and I played all right and they're like right we'll just take on this kid as well mm-hmm. and that's how boys get spotted yeah, all yeah. the time they're never normally down to look at you they're normally down to look at someone else or they're down to watch the game yeah and but they're going to watch the game as a collective anyway aren't they yeah so. and if you're if you're showing you're going to stand out even if you're, if you're not the, the thing that they're meant to be focusing on right exactly yeah. man I couldn't say how many boys have made it to Elgin, Aberdeen, or Cali through the boys' league, but I'd say you're going to talk at least double digits. Um, players like Chris Clark and that that used to play for Aberdeen made it to boys' league. Um, but yeah, 50, 40, 50 goals this season. I don't Jeez. know. I lost count. They were all like absolute bangers as well. There was, um, but I also says I'm going to mention something else. If they're all going to listen to me, I'll mention something they all need to work on as well. Okay, because. I think that's constructive uh, criticism. Yeah, that's, I'm their coach. That's what I'm yeah, here for. Yeah, that's what you're meant to do behind um, behind the screen. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing this guy can work on is is work in the box, outside the box, around it, unreal. In the box, a bit more heading, a bit more simple finishing, and things like that. Yeah, 
Uh, next player, my captain. Um, I'm not my best all-round player on my team. There's there's no doubt in that. He can do everything. Um, like, I had my best striker. He's just my best all-round player. Physically strong player. Um, really, really good uh, technically. Um, can head a ball as well. Like, scary. Can head a ball. Like See, sometimes when you... You'll, you'll know yourself, you go to uh, loss of games, not see, when you hear a boy header a ball, you yeah. actually hear that header. There's an impact behind it, right? Yeah. And I think when you actually go to watch live football, the kind of programs and the arguments that's made for the link between heading the ball and potential stuff like developmental and Alzheimer's and stuff like that that's happened to certain footballers of previous generations hits home a lot more when you're actually hearing. Because on the TV, yeah, you don't really hear that much, do you? Like you no, hear... You it's that's drowned out by the crowd, whereas a crowd in the commentary and things yeah, like that. Whereas, yeah. like obviously, at, at live football, especially you know local grassroots level football, it's you know very, um, I don't want to say eerie, but it, like you can hear most of what's going on, even mm -hmm. if it's at like, the other side of the pitch and whatever, you know. Yeah, um, I can head a ball and can bang a free kick. That's all, all I'm going to say on him. Um, so I had another coach there with me, Bruce. Um, and we decided to take an award each. Um, so we had a Bruce's Player of the Year and Lee's Player of the Year. So Bruce's Player of the Year was um, a wee guy, um, smallest player in my team, but the most technical player in my team. The Chavi. <laughs> yeah, that is how I describe him. He's a Chavi mm -hmm. player. I'm Chavi, Chavi. That's, that sounds wrong. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> um, can take pick a ball for 40 feet in the area and just take it down at his feet um, and is exceptionally strong for his size really strong for his size um, needs needs to maybe work a bit more on his physical side of the game um, but he's only going to get better because he's going to get bigger mm -hmm. there's, there's no doubt about it my player of the year um, was a kid who's only started playing football recently well in the last couple of years or really came on with football in the last couple of years. Uh, fantastic kid. First, normally at my training sessions all the time. Um, my goalie got injured at the start of the year. This kid stepped in the whole season. Fantastic. Um, but he's a defender. Mm. And I only got to see that last four or five games of the season. And I'm gutted because if we'd had my keeper and him in defence the whole season, we're, we're winning that. Like, mm. there's no, there's no, we finished third. Um, five points off the pace, I think. So that's not too bad. Yeah, came close, man. Um, J.E., my goal of the season winner. Um, Is this the goal that was requested uh, to be mentioned on here? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, no, no, sorry, it wasn't. But this player I describe as Matt Letizia. Oh, God. Doesn't score bad goals. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah. I thought you were meaning Matt Letizia in other no, ways. No, 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 not now. Not <laughs> in in now. his good days rather no. than his um, somewhat questionable ones. Just a good all-round player, decent player. Um, I I can't say for certain, but I think his dad's an ex-professional football player. Oh. For West Ham. Wow. Um, I don't know if they ever got to first-team level or anything but yeah, like that. Like through the academy and things like that. Yeah. Probably around the time that maybe like Harry Redknapp was like the... The manager in that? Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, I need somebody to confirm that to me. Um, feel free to do, but Dominic has told me that, so you yeah. can blame Dominic if that's okay, wrong. Okay, okay. But Matt Letizzi doesn't score bad goals. He scored about six or seven goals this season, and they were all absolute bangers. And I'm like, this kid just doesn't score bad goals. Um, 
my young player of the year R S. <laughs> um, another really small kid, de- defender, determined little kid. First year in boys league. Um, he was. I was telling him Mark players were twice his size, and he was just looking at them, and he was like, "All right, and just." Do you know who I think is like <laughs> in the professional game that I think is going to inspire a lot of that? Because we're from a generation of where if you're under six foot, you're like, oh, can you play yeah. at the back? I think Lissandro Martinez is going to be like a real trailblazer to show people. They've got two in there, though. They've got Malasia as well. Yeah, yeah. Who's, what, five foot six, five yeah. foot seven have, as well? Have bite about them, right? They're not yeah. scared of anything. No, though. not yeah. at all. Varane's so, not the biggest. No, it's six one, six two, maybe. Yeah, compared to some of the monsters you were getting yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, you know, so Campbell, what, six four, six five. Um so yeah, he was at my young player year, cracking me player. Hope I see him back next year. Uh my ninth man award, so that was LS. He was um he, he kinda I don't know, he played a striker, he disappeared for the first five or six games, he just couldn't get him firing. And then last five games, I says to him, I might take it to my side at the start of one of the games. I was like, you ever, do you know what a pressing forward is? <laughs> and he's like, nah. And I was like, right, let me show you a couple of videos what a pressing forward is. And I got my top goal scorer over, speak to him at the same time. I was like, this is what I need you. I need you running at defenders. I think he didn't score for the first 10 games. As soon as I had that conversation with him, he had five or six goals and five or six assists in the next three or four games. That's awesome, man. So like he it's just like start- you dropping tactical yeah, knowledge. It wasn't even that man. He he done it all himself. He just started running that defender. I says I says nobody gets time in the boys. It's a Scott Scottish football. Yeah. Nobody's got time in the ball. I says see if you see somebody with the ball at feet, just start running at them, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picked up. Um my defensive player of the year, BP, the big lad at the back. Um, I feel bad. He was the kid I was the hardest on the whole season. <laughs> he really was. He's the kid that probably one of the kids that can go the furthest to a lot of them, and that's the only reason I was hard on him. Mm. Um, but his talent is like he's good. He's got cracking shot on him, but he's like he keeps going to me. Oh, I play midfield. What players? You're cracking defender. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see it. You know, you maybe want to score some goals, but I can see you're a good defender, so I'm going to play you there. You know, that's just probably a consequence of being young as well, right? Because defenders and I guess number sixes and goalkeepers never get the credit when you're younger because you're always like whoever wins the Ballon d'Or every year is the best striker winner whatever you know the defenders Van Dijk's up six, the exception for the last however what, since Cannavaro, Cannavaro well. yeah. yeah so it's in the last 20 years there's been two mm. did, Van, did Anne Van Dijk win the Ballon d'Or? Um, oh, bye sorry um, no he got like second or second third, place or third. Or that, yeah, yeah. It's been like messy. The only one that's broke it is Modric. Modric. It yeah. should have been Lewandowski though in bloody oh, twenty twenty one. Absolutely robbed. robbed. Um, JA, <coughs> youngest player on my team, um, was my other coach's nephew. Just a great kid, really good kid. Plays with a smile on his face. Reminds me of Ronaldinho. He actually plays with a smile on his face. All the other kids are so like. Yeah, I need to get a ball. He's just got a bit of a smile on his face. Yeah, he's I think giving he, a bit of the samba. And yeah, all. <laughs> I love it. You know, he's he's great, great trainer as well. He like he'll pick up things. I say to him, right, I need you to go and do this. I don't need to, to tell him a second time. He just pick it up. Like um, my most improved HS big lad at the back. Got him halfway through the season. Wishes I've been since the start of the season mm-hmm. because he was he was just unbelievable. Got better as the games went on. Um, 
he's got an absolute howler of a mistake in him, but he's also got an absolute worldy moment in him. It's, it's strange. He's yeah. one of these, he's a bit bomb scare in that sense. Like, um, he passed it back to the goalie in one of our games and a com- player just, nick- I, him and the goalie are like, me to you away. Yeah. And a strikers ran in between them. And nicked the ball. And nicked the ball and scored. But there's also my last game. He's one on a boy. He's one on one with a def- uh, an attacker. He's trying to take it past. I'm just like clear the ball, clear yeah. the ball, and he's absolutely just turned the defender, uh, turned the attacker, and I'm like, don't listen to me, <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> so good lad. Uh, I've only got two more, I think. Um, I don't want to miss an- anyone out. Um, D W. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> I thought you were about to say these nuts. <laughs> DW, um, my only left footer in the team. Difficult when you're only left footer in the it's, team. It's a unique trait, but it's, there's always a common kind of. I don't know if it's a myth or if it's actually, but people say that people that play certain sports, that like tennis, for example, left-handers are more difficult. Southpaws mm-hmm. in combat sports, like especially in certain areas of the world with football, like Dutch coaches, especially they want if you play on the left side. You must play yeah, with your left foot, you know, rather than. Like I'm trying to teach Aaron to play just now, and I'm teaching him both footed. Mm-hmm. It's like a teacher both footed. You get used to it at an early yeah. age, but um, yeah, the only left footed in my team. Hang on a second. I'm recording. Hello. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm. You're in the middle of. I'm gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a message. Well, we're going to be like 10 minutes more. Um, yeah. Sorry, before we were rudely interrupted no, no. there. Um, I was just saying, left foot is really hard in football. All the kids were putting on his right foot for him yeah. to finish. And he kept fluffing them, man. And I'm, I'm like going to them at half time, like, you put it on his left foot. I says, can you imagine me putting on your left foot? Mm-hmm. I says, if you're right foot, let me lay up and try and finish your left foot. It just doesn't work. It's the same for him. You put it on his right foot, he doesn't finish. Yeah. Um, and my goalie, I'll finish off my goalie, RD. <laughs> RD. Um, best keeper in the boys' league at that age. What kind of style of goal? Traditional or no new style? No, like strange. Because are these things being translated down to this level of uh, in this stage of uh, football? I should rather say, like the sweeping, yeah, the playing out from the back, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good to see, though. I think. But he didn't need to play out from the back. He's got the best kick I've ever seen mm-hmm. for a, a kid that age. He can launch a ball, and I mean launch a ball. That was my tactic the whole season. If our defenders got it, play it back to keeper, launch it. Yeah. Um, midfielders, strikers, get ready for that ball coming down. I'm pressing forward, take it down, hold it up, let your wingers run round them. Won a few games that way. But um, he injured himself quite early on in the season. He played outfield got a few goals for us and things big lad like tall for his yeah. age and things like that but the strangest style of goalkeeper i've ever seen in my life but it worked saves things with his feet mm-hmm. so won't dive for balls well we'll still dive for balls not very often we'll dive for balls with his feet interesting yeah but it works because i've seen that with like last ditch saves where like it's went past the hand and they maybe stretch a leg out but you're yeah. saying it's intentional to actually he can go for the dive. He's got time to make the dive, but he will put it out with his yeah. feet. And it's not like he's putting it in the danger area. It'll go out for a throw in or something yeah. like that. So it's effective. It's not just yeah. for a flash. No, no. Um, also pulled off 
a save the save of the season and injured himself in the process, like pretty much dislocated his shoulder. So he came into the season with a dislocated shoulder and re-dislocated doing that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, St Giles, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. Um, next year I will be doing St Giles again. I'm going to be bringing on one of my friends to help me, assistant managing. If anyone's thinking about boys league coaching or that, we're always looking for coaches down there. I fully recommend it. It's great fun. Um, if you can get a couple of mates in, if the banter in the group chat when you're dealing with nine-year-old teams of kids <laughs> gets unreal. Because if you beat your mate, it's it's you can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna live on these two victories for the next year now. Yeah, yeah. Over my best pal. So yeah. that'd be that'd be awesome for the football journals next year though. Like having episodes of how things are going. Maybe having like your opposite managers on and stuff like that. I think that would be a really good idea. That's a, actually a great show. I never even thought about that avenue. Yeah. See, <laughs> here for a reason. We're opening things up here. Um, we'll speak a bit, a little bit. What's to come on the northeast corner? Aye, well. Um, we're hopefully going to get back to the guests soon. We've obviously got one on the road planned for uh, August. I think he's wanting to come to us. He's wanting to come. Oh, well, perfect. Brilliant. Because yeah. um, now that we have this, it's if they're within range. Do you want me to read the message? You'll love this. Okay. You'll okay. Love this. <laughs> I'm not going to give away. Um, if there's any boxers watching, if Smarty or that are watching, they'll know who we're on about. But um, the. <laughs> So it just says, I'll be in touch about um, closer to the time and things when we confirm the date. Aye. And he says, had a look, no problem with the date. I will come to you guys. Please ping me a reminder, reminder as too much cider and punches has affected the memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, so, but, um, Aye, but we'll just say who is it. It's uh, Ratch, the the head coach at um, yep. Elgin Boxing Club. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, I guess his most notable moment getting the BBC award a few years ago yeah. for unsung hero. Yeah, it? unsung hero award. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's because that was the first time I. Oh, that's the first I'll time get him to bring it on. If he can, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. but only if he on. only if he if he wants to like. But um, that was the first time that. Because I knew I knew about Elgin Boxing Club, but like obviously I hadn't done like due diligence into who runs it and that. But that story is awesome in terms of yeah. um, not just obviously the the fighters it's produced with the likes of you know Fraser and Smarty like we've had on here, and I know some of the younger guys that were mentioned, Corey Rizza, is it that you yeah. trained with at SPG as looking well? Looking for sponsorship just now. Yeah, anyone, there's there's a damn talented kid looking for sponsorship just now. If anyone's interested. I'll, probably get rash to speak about about him when mm -hmm. he's when he's on um I, I i can't give you details um if you go to if you look for spg you'll see him on his sponsorship stuff's been shared on there recently awesome um, can i just give shay montague black belt shout out yeah he got it recently right yeah, yeah wow man yeah um awesome world, multiple time world champion black belt second legit black belt from murray mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy and he's how how old is he he's in his 20s right shay would be i don't like to say i think he's around about your age mm. yeah so did he like start training around the same time that like the likes of obviously aiden and doug and all a little that bit after like, little these bit guys after. yeah um it's madness though isn't it and he's in america doing all these tournaments and i've, I've said it before uh, matt holland said shay was only flexible yeah that would be awesome if like 
if that if they can like frame something and just have just flex because that that like I don't know if he ever heard that personally. I don't know. But if he did, like that's the shit that like motivates you to prove people wrong and mm. stuff like that. That's awesome, man. Shay is we're gonna do our best to get Shay on around about Christmas time. He's only home at he's only home in the area at Christmas time yeah. normally. Um even if it's a Zoom or something. But um Shay will tell you himself, most people will tell you Shay is about eighty percent self taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean self-taught by looking up stuff on YouTube. Yeah, like the obsession of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, I've learned all my game from this coach, or I've learned. He's learned parts of his game from different coaches, but eighty percent of his stuff he pulls off is. I've had an instructional video. I've been at a seminar, or I've looked this stuff up on YouTube, and I know how to do it. Yeah. Um, Which is awesome because, like, I heard someone describe YouTube recently as the biggest university that's ever been made and it's like a hundred percent the truth really isn't it so yeah. you know before i got the whole kind of editing accreditation that that's where i was looking up still to this day mm. i'm looking up stuff of like little things that are are tweaked in that here so it's an i'm, I'm a bit the same with wikipedia mm-hmm. like i i know everything can on there can be edited but i get so much of my information and yeah. knowledge from that place it's unreal like and I'm I'm actually a sucker that I probably will believe anything that's yeah. written on there. Oh my god! You mentioned Ronaldinho earlier. Look up his Wikipedia because the prison Aye. the prison story is hilarious. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ronaldinho went to prison in Paraguay for a bit for not having the right passports. But the actual story of him being in prison is hilarious. Um, if it's still on there, uh, who knows? Maybe it was a lie. But it was funny reading, anyways. Um, we're also shout out to Scotland. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. What's we're, going on, we're man? Doing we're, it. we're bodying we're, we're people. Doing it. We're doing it. We're Holland, going to Spain. Yeah, couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that Norway one. That was like proper clutch, though, wasn't it? Because we were getting dominated that entire game. And they brought off Holland, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> and the, like, I'm not being funny. That goal that we won the game with. That is the best goal I've seen Scott as a team unit. I've ever seen this country score yeah, in my yeah. lifetime. Yeah, so. Shout out Steve Clark, it's man. Like, uh, Celtic stuff, not Andrew Spurs stuff. <laughs> See the Premier League team of the season because we have to address this. You, we mentioned my club, right? And to be honest, it might be controversial if the transfer window is Mason Mount, Andre Onana, Rasmus Hoyland, and Sofian Abramovich. Not saying that United are going to pull up trees next year, but I actually think that's quite a responsible, okay window for once. But um, because I think United have done this thing of where they've chased like the star name for like the whole kind of marketing. And that's how Pogba and Alexis Sanchez and things like that. But if it's players that actually fit what we're trying to do, I think that can only be a good thing. Need way more than just those four that I've mentioned, but, you know. Do you know, I absolutely love what Newcastle are doing just now. Yeah, they're, they're doing the, some good business. They're um, they're going after players. They're telling clubs what they're willing to pay for them players. Mm-hmm. If clubs aren't interested, they're moving on to their next target. Yeah. They wanted Rice. Um, wanted Madison. They wanted Madison. Both clubs wanted far too much. Newcastle were only willing to pay a certain amount for them. No, got Tenali for sixty million. Mm-hmm. Do you see Tenali's misses reaction to the Newcastle training ground? No. She oh, horrified, did you? Yeah. Do you want to hear an interesting story about Newcastle? <laughs> okay. Do you know they were actually thinking about building their training complex in Manchester because more players want to live in Manchester than up north. And they can't build. Um, it. They, were, they would obviously, if you were picking the ideal spot for the UK. Yeah, it would be London, right? Because that's where most of the players. Elgin want. City, if you're listening, you need to build a training complex in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I, like, I, it nearly blew my mind, right? That Newcastle 
we're thinking we're going to have the training for Newcastle United. Yeah. The training complex was going to be in Manchester. It's a good journey from Newcastle. Yeah. It? But it's the yeah. same, like, I know the players at Aston Villa that used to stay in London because they preferred living in London than they did yeah. Birmingham. So it is a thing. But I just thought the fact they were even entertaining it, they haven't, they've obviously not went ahead with it. But I was just like, how mad would that have been? But, um, yeah. I, um, and Saudi leagues just went a bit crazy. Aye, but to be fair, like, we've, we've kind of, we've kind of been asking for this though, haven't it's we? disgusting. Because, like, we're, we're okay with it when it is Manchester City, you, Newcastle, Real says, Madrid. Do you think it'll go like the Chinese Super League did? No. And I was like, well, because they're buying better caliber that's players. That's what I says. If you're buying Ronaldo, it's not going to go that way. Well, it's not just that. It's it. That's not the one that worries me. The one that worries me is like Ruben Neves, Jota, Jota, Bernardo Silva. I think he'll go PSG in the end. But you know what I mean. Like even mm. them just being linked and having a realistic chance. Um, speaking of, uh, you mentioned Ange there. I had a listen back to our Premier League and SPL team of the season, and we basically ruled out. We're like, he's not going to Tottenham though, is he? And we just kind of laughed it off. <laughs> yeah. It happened. So, oh, and we got the fucking rat back. <laughs> Are you still like heavily against him, or is of he warm? He's warm, not warmed up uh, to you yet. No, he's got a lot of making up to do. What about Jar? Are you disappointed? Yeah. In that? yeah, yeah. But he's twenty-four. Even if he only does three years in Saudi, he'll still come to Europe in his prime. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think with the players he's away to play against, you're probably playing in a higher league in Scotland. Mm, that's true. That's sad to say, but it's true, isn't mm. it? And the thing is, the problem I have with people criti criticising, maybe not criticising the money coming from Saudi themselves, but people going to Saudi is like, you try turn down £100 million a year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, somebody explained it to me, that if you were making £2,000 a month after tax, imagine somebody says to you, I'll give you money. I'll, I'll, if you, I'll, you do the same job. You can go and live somewhere a lot warmer and a lot nicer, mm -hmm. and I'll pay you twenty five grand a week a month. Mm -hmm. and that's that's the equivalent. Cause he's twelve and a half times his wage he's making. Yeah, and he's going to be playing like Kante and Benzema are in that side that he signed Mendy for as well. Mendy as well. Mendy. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much Mendy. He's been on the decline a little yeah. bit recently. But is that a record transfer fee that Celtic have received for a player? It is twenty nine yeah. million pounds. Twenty nine million. Yep. Um, but it's not been put down as a record because seven and a half million went to Benfica. Oh, because of the sell-on fee. Yeah. Hmm. But still. But we've got 30% of whatever the Saudis selling for. Oh, interesting. And Celtic have just be a way to get 12 million from Arsenal. For, for Tierney. No, for Frimpong, who's a way to sign from Bayer. Why are they, that can't be happening because they've just signed Yuri and Timber. Way to sign Frimpong for 40 million and Celtic have got 30%. So that's a strange one the Arsenal yeah. the Arsenal business is strange to me like because they look like they're going to but the thing Arsenal seem to do is they'll buy a player and not play them for six months and then well that's what City do as well they kind like, of just integrate them into their team suddenly yeah because like well, unless you're Calvin Phillips well, like. no but that's the thing though like he did the same with uh, John Stones he bent yeah. him after he like they're trying what is it why does City have to go sign a centre-back every year every year they sign one Gvardiol. they're about to sign Gavardiol mm -hmm. and it's like the last year it was um they, they signed one last year, I swear they signed one. Akanji. A Akanji. And then Diaz the year before, before Diaz. And Laporte before Ake. Ake. And some yeah. of these just get banished and then they come back and... Do you anyway. know what? I, I think it's Pep... If you look at all his teams, they're always built around a solid defence, aren't they? Well, he's using four centre-backs at the back now, isn't he? Because yeah. Kyle Walker's basically played centre-back for a lot. Uh, Kyle Walker's done, isn't he? 
Yeah, it's toast, toast yeah. in these streets. But and I think, <laughs> do you know what else? The Man City treble that ev- most anyone that has any kind of feelings on how they've got their yeah. success or whatever happened, no one cared. Yeah. It was like nothing happened. Yeah. So I, I did enjoy drunk Jack, Jack Grealish. Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Aye, but um, just before we wrap up, the UFC happened last night. Yeah. Volk. 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 Looks like he's going to fight Islam in the rematch in October. Yep. And then he's going to. Who's he got? Who's that I sent the other day? Tapuria. Tapuria. Hand sanitizer, as Paddy Pimlet would call him. Yep. He's getting smashed as well. Yeah. There's not really anyone. Islam's the one that's like, obviously, we don't know which way it's going to go. Islam. People say that Volk won the first fight, but people say Islam, you know, it was a, it was a competitive fight, I think right? Such as, like. If for even Volk to get like mentioned and win that fight, there's such a size difference between them. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's like it's Islam stupid. could Islam could fight at one seventy yeah. and look like regular. Do you know what I mean? He would yeah. look outsized. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. I don't get that. That team is just on fire, though, isn't it? Because they've got Volk and they've got Adesanya as yeah. like their two. Like, imagine being like just um, like a. Doing it as a hobby at the city kickboxing gym as well. I think Dan Hooker's there as well. Dan Hooker's there, but I'm pretty sure they've got that Craig Jones for their who does their jujitsu stuff. Yeah, and he's like a world champ. I, I don't know. He's high up in the jujitsu mm. world. I know that because that's like, yeah. And then we had like the whole kind of beef between that. Um, or I mentioned too before we came on. Like I think that's going to get a bit. <laughs> And then you've also got a John Jones fighting a fucking ninety-five-year-old Miocic. Mm. Do you know? know what though? Like, I just wish it had happened sooner, right? Because I think, arguably, no, not arguably, Stipe is the undisputed heavyweight goat. I don't care if he got fucking blasted by Francis's last fight. He's beaten Francis before. He um, he's got the most heavyweight uh, title defences mm. beat DC twice that's no easy feat you know what I mean the only other person that's done that is John Jones yeah and Jones has obviously just ran through everyone that he's ever fought apart um, from Matt Hamill yep <laughs> yep sorry I just had to get that in there <laughs> I, I know do you know he was talking shit like a couple of years ago when he was like if you want to get this again to try and get that win back and I like, really after getting smashed in the face with elbows that much the referee just decided you won but um it was actually a really good card. You see Robbie Lawler's knockout. I think that was awesome yeah. to see him go out like that because most of these retirement fights, like you think of Frankie Edgar getting kneed I in the face. Think of Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. So it was good to see yeah. someone actually go out. With I always a, think of Chuck getting flatlined by Rashad Evans. And mm. I think, oh, it's the end of Chuck. Like. And then he fought Tito like four years ago in the trilogy and like 50 years old. Yeah. Crazy man. But um, I, so. I always like it's on the New York card, the Jones Miocic one. I always like watching that. I think they're saying that Leon versus Colby might be on that card also. So it looks like they're trying to stack that one um with two, three title fights, which uh will be I don't think that's a good fight for Leon. No, it's not, is it? But he's just to be fair, he has just kind of came through a similar opponent. Yeah, but like Colby will wrestle more yeah, often he, though, won't he? He'll for lack of a better word, they'll wrestle fuck him. Yeah. Like, and, it's, it's... and like Usman, he, he does do that, but because his knees are that fucked, like he doesn't but also, have the... Usman likes to swing. Usman likes to bang. Well, like... he knocked Masvidal out and kind yeah. of fancied himself as a bit of a striker, didn't he? For a... Yeah. And we've said it before, like some of these wrestlers just, they get a feel for mm-hmm. these hands and they're like, fuck, I like doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I knew that Yair Rodriguez wasn't the man for yeah. like, like there's too much spinning and ninja shit. Like, and Volk, like people just seem to think that he's a striker, and it's like, dude's like a really good at wrestling as well. Like he he is it all. If he can't get round your reach, he's not going to play that distance game. No. He's just going to be like, She's and that's what he did basically. Like, yeah. As soon as he hurt him, he just double legged him and then just punched him in the face until yeah. he got ripped off. Yeah. So. Crazy, man. Um, yeah, felt bad for Robert Whitaker as well. Thought he was going to be able to get that uh, trilogy fight with a win over Duplicius. Yeah. Um, but I was saying to you out there, it's so weak. Like, Duplicius is losing all of these fights and then yeah. just wins. Like, even against, like, Darren Till, it looked like Darren Till was going to get a win. I think and he's then... got a little bit of the um, Paul Craig in him. It's like smoked for two or three, and then you think, oh, fuck, he's going to go out of the UFC, and then he just absolutely pulls mm. out of nowhere. But it's, it's wild because, like, not in my wildest dreams can I see him beating Adesanya, but I couldn't in my wildest dreams have seen him beating Whitaker. So yeah. God knows what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So says the other night, I can see Paul Craig if he ever fought uh, Pereira getting head kicked and then triangling him. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, who was it he did that to? Was it Krylov? <laughs> Uh, one yeah, of the was, London ones. Uh, it was like the last ten seconds. Yeah, like he was like hammer yeah. and you could see that like oh like his eyes are about to roll and then like he could just caught him. Yeah, but, like it's. It's like the the Iron Robin effect in terms of you know how you knew what he was going to do, but people couldn't stop him from yeah. still doing it. You know what I mean? So, but um, I was listening to one the other day. It was a podcast saying that he was basically the first modern winger to start cutting inside. Pretty much, yeah. And like all the your wingers used to like take it out of the back. Yeah, Damien Duff. Yeah, you know, Beckham and Ryan Giggs. A, he was the only one because he was so two footed. Yeah, could cut in and and it just evolved from there. And now. You won't get anyone that will stay with Yeah, now it's inside forwards for for life. Yeah. Really, yeah. Like, <laughs> or inverted wingers. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I think uh, inside forward yeah. is more appropriate. But um, anyway, it's... We're, uh, we're uh, final countdown. We're doing a 10, 10 countdown to uh, 100 now. Uh, yes, indeed, we are. Um, me, you and Jamie <laughs> got to get together for that one that I suggested. Yeah. Uh, so we'll sort that out with something. That will... We will get... We've already got like three or four planned for on the way to 100. Mm -hmm. 100 is going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try and like pace myself though. Like, I, I do think it'd be funny if we get Paul on the Mad Dog because the first unofficial episode was him getting steaming on Mad Dog, the fact we couldn't get any sentences out of him. So I think 100 we just get drunk and phone our guests up. Mm. We get Paul to phone Sky News again because he did that one in New Year. Granted, we might have some legal problems because if we're recording them without their permission, but we'll maybe face that yeah. when we come to it. Right, anyway, uh, until yeah. episode 90. 90.